0: MFs and others. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hustle Like You broke. Each week we'll take a balanced look from behind the scenes, celebrating the working class heroes of the concert industry. My name is Matthew Walt, coming to you from Boston, Massachusetts where I am still sheltered in place. Coming up on six weeks at home, longest stretch I have ever done anywhere and it fucking sucks. I am not a teacher. I love my children, but I want their teachers teachers helping them with their education. Let's not have that conversation. I'm just saying I would rather be anywhere but here doing something productive with my life. Now, as always, I am honored and proud to be joined by three great friends and colleagues from Miami, Florida, up first this week. The incomparable Christine Dallas. How are you, Dallas?
1: Hanging in there. Excellent.
0: Coming from Los Angeles, California, the amazing Kyle Hamilton.
2: Mr. MF, how are you? Good evening. Stand balanced. Just finished a nice little uh, video chat with my son. You know, we're staying here in this chronication, but again, he's not staying away from me via I facetime
0: I appreciate that. And we're going to have another podcast about that one day in terms of how we deal with our families and talk to them when we are far from home. And in that respect, I should say I am very fortunate to be with my children right now under these circumstances. And in that respect and, and brother banks also from Los Angeles, California. Mr. Chris Lee, my good brother Banks, I know you too are appreciating the time with your daughter. How are you today, my friend?
3: I'm doing all right. Um, Desperately need a haircut, (laughs) but I'm hanging in there. I'm trying to uh, be calm and patient with my daughter because teaching a seven-year-old every day is (laughs) challenging, but I'm hanging in there.
0: (laughs) Well, you are a better man than me. I am sure of that. I already was, but now even more so. So on our last episode, our first podcast, we were talking about the work stoppage. It was Coachella, and we weren't there. But what we didn't get into was the things that we could be doing to help ourselves, both as an industry and as individuals. In times like this, because one of the things that I think we all agree we want to figure out in the coming months and years is how we can be productive and earning when we are not doing what we otherwise do every week on the road, what we are used to um, as part of our jobs. And Kyle, you are the one person we did not talk to about what you were doing at Coachella, because if I remember correctly, you actually were not going to be at Coachella, but what you are doing, you are actually gainfully employed right now doing other work for at least one, if not multiple artists. And uh, I have to admit, I'm a little bit jealous. Well, you
2: shouldn't be jealous because unbeknownst to you, I actually was supposed to be at Coachella. You know, I just, I just fly under the radar, you know, when you're, when you're blessed to have Ah, I blessed, see, I see. Clients.
0: I uh, see. <laughs> well, thank you for not telling me that. I would have been happy not to see you, but now you know, I know you, I would have. But sometimes Anyhow. I, I
2: just like to pull up, you know, you just, what are you doing here? Well, what are you doing here? Uh, at the end of the day, yes, I was supposed to do actually two artists for Coachella.
0: Oh, and, listen and, to this uh, guy.
2: And, uh, you know, of course it, it fell apart like a knit sweater. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, on the other side of it, you know, I also, my, my roots came from studio. So I always do studio mixes or studio recordings for, you know, a lot of upcoming artists, you know, cause today's um, um, new artist is tomorrow's headliner. So, You know, with that being said, you know, you give everybody a little bit of chance. It's a different um, pay scale, per se, because, you know, know, we're dealing with new independent artists, whatnot, you know, the the monies aren't huge, but, you know, if you do, you know, a handful of things that don't really wear you you out, you can still make some some nice little money to sustain, you know, because, again, you know, being, you know, self-employed, you know, you have to... It's not like I can say, yo, can I get some of that stimulus package or can I get some of this, some of that? Because I do everything myself, Um, self-insured, self-everything. So, you know, the hustle, like you broke model uh, was perfect when you you said, yeah, let's figure this out because I hustle so that I don't become broke. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, a lot of studio stuff I've been doing uh, over the past couple of weeks, Um, a lot of recording with, with artists uh, and a lot of you know mixing and also it gives me a chance to you know get back to where i began my career you know a handful of years ago 25 26 27 you know it goes on and on but again you have to be able to balance yourself out between the live and the recording and so now i'm in the recording mixing side of it since you know everything has come to an abrupt halt and um you know, to keep it, keeping the, keeping the bills paid, because I don't want to be caught up in a situation where, you know, everybody's giving these uh, deferments, and then when the deferment time hits, you step up with a big bill that it can hit you on the top of the head and make you lose everything. So I'm not going to be a part of that. Hopefully, I won't be a part of that um, trend when it shows up in the next few months.
0: Well, and, and I appreciate where you're coming from. I, I am envious that you do have, you know, that, that that possibility to fall back when you are not on the road. Uh, for me, what's crazy is I, I really thought that I had a diversified business. I am, I work with multiple record labels handling their complete roster as a tour director, as a production manager, doing creative design and providing all kinds of staffing and you know different services and what have you, but all of it is live event oriented. I, I thought that you know if a client doesn't work out here or a tour goes down doesn't go down there, thank goodness I have other work, I have other things that I can do. But apparently I'm not diversified enough because the entire live events industry is is in the shitter right now. And we talked last time whether it's this fall next spring, next fall. I mean, there are a lot of us out there. There are a lot of people out there. There are thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of people in our industry alone that are out of work and looking for some way to make money. So Dallas, talk to us. What do you see? I know you also talk about being a swimming instructor and that's not live event oriented, but Apparently it requires, you know, some proximity to (laughs) other people because I assume you're not able to do that anymore. No, the dry land
1: is not quite as exciting as the wet pool. That's for sure when it comes to that. No, exactly what you say. I mean, I'm skilled in, I mean, I can do everything from change a marquee to sell a beer to write a contract for a show. But guess what? No show, no theater, no festival, no bus, no truck, no nothing. I mean, and I'm, I'm, I am. I'm i am sitting here going, okay, what do you do next, Alice? You know, because yeah, I can transfer my skills. Sure, I can uh, do what? Help FEMA and go, you know, build emergency worlds for people that need hospitals, I guess. That's what I could transfer to, but it's not really what I want to do. <laughs> um, and no.
0: I... Well, forget once. Forget once. I mean, that's actually a great idea. Like, let's talk about that. Like, what can. People be doing right now let's give give people an idea let's give people who haven't thought of these things some hope for finding well i think i mean this is where
1: like for example being in audio as both chris and carl have said you know you guys do have the liberty of being in closed off spaces doing your jobs you don't have to be in the proximity of the person making the noise right because nowadays you you have the ability to be able to record and do work outside of the immediate but in our case in my case i mean everything i do uh, it does require, you know, some sort of interaction with humans. And, um, yeah, we can transfer into helping, but because, you know, I do think we could build like they're doing in building, you know, in Java center, building uh, hospitals and stuff like that. If you're in the, if you're an electrician, you can be very handy in that respect. Carpenters, many people can help, but it is hard to figure out, you know, how do you get in there? Um, got to get that transition get in the door and even like i say like with my work with the american red cross where i was hoping it could transfer over somewhere that's not really an option right now because there's a lot of other people who are also in the same boat who might be in other fields and can try to apply their skills um but looking forward it's a real quandary
0: well banks Mm. you of course also working in the audio industry, you have referenced the possibility that you do actually have some work going on uh, with a client that's done a couple of television appearances, and kudos to you. But for those of us that do not have that opportunity, please, what, what do you think? What do you suggest?
3: I've—my uh, my beginning started off in houses of worship, and— even though people aren't gathering, houses of worship are still broadcasting. they're still doing their you know weekly broadcasts, um, two to three broadcasts depending on how many services they have a week. So I've dove back into that world and uh, a lot of these uh, houses of worship are doing pre-recorded for their music, so they're bringing in the singers and recording the songs, the musicians and the message, you know. So I've I've been involved with a lot of those places doing that, recording it, you know, and also mixing it for their broadcasts. Um, that's been a huge thing, and a lot of uh, houses of worship don't have qualified people on a on a weekly basis, you know, that can handle what they're trying to do with this next, you know, wave of trying to reach their audiences. So there's a lot of, you know, positions that are, that are, they need to be filled. You know, there's editors that are needed, you know, there are uh, lighting programmers, there are uh, camera operators, there's, you know, all kinds of different avenues that these ministries are needing, you know, and they do have the budgets. Right. <laughs> you know, to, to, to basically pay people, you know, not, you know, of course it depends on the ministry and how large it is, but you know, it's very close to your industry wage. Um, you know, they're, they're doing uh, uh, interviews, you know, where they're booking, you know, guests, you know, virtually or even coming into a, a small studio. I mean, there are places that are still doing things like that, like house of worship. So, I mean, that's, that's been a huge uh, market for not a lot of people that are, don't mm-hmm. normally consider that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a place where you can actually make money. Um, <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. Another,
3: <laughs> you know, you know it, it's, it sounds sounds funny, but, yeah, you know, the know money they, 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 they I, have to make know, a lot of I just had to laugh because
1: Easter Sunday the other day, someone was like, oh, you know, turn on the sermon. And, and of course, just my luck, the minute I turned on, they were, of course, asking for money. I was like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. House of worship. Yeah. Pay your money. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh. Oh, let's not even have that conversation down yeah, Darlene's got to say the. Uh,
2: you got you to pay your time. You to you really yeah. make
3: yeah. more money. I've also had a lot of buddies. I was going to say, I've also had a lot of buddies. I mean, now with everybody sheltered in place and people not being able to leave their houses. And I've had a lot of buddies that have you know turned to Amazon. You know, um, mm-hmm. not not just actually working in a warehouse or delivering, but also just doing product fulfillment, you know, doing, um, you know, things on the website, you know, to, to basically do people who are IT guys, you know, basically helping them with their traffic and, you know, uh, uh, writing new code, you know, to help them fulfill their orders. Uh, I even had a couple of companies, you know, contact me about, you know, just uh, technical support. Uh, doing that from home, you know, it's basically a system, that, they send you the software and you if you know, if you've used the gear before, and you're very well versed in it, then you know, you can walk somebody through troubleshooting. Because like I said, churches are still using products while this is still happening, you know, uh, people are are doing more and more, you know, Instagram lives, Facebook lives. So they're using equipment, you know, that they're normally not accustomed to. So there, there's a lot of different things that, you know, people need help with.
0: So, a, so let me. Br- I'm sorry, please, Kyle. Go ahead.
2: I was. I have a church service to go to tonight <laughs> to uh, get their audio together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, and also churches are now going to the uh, live stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, empty sanctuary, but we still do the same thing. And also, we record multiple sermons mm-hmm. um, and then you know put them up on random Sundays. <laughs> That's that happens to be the new, the new church service of you know the coronation.
0: Okay. Well, I appreciate you guys talking about specific examples. I think that is fantastic. Um, I'm also curious, though, I mean, how do we do something as an industry that helps people find these jobs, that connects people to these jobs, that makes it possible to sustain our workforce? Because, you know, we've talked about the the music cares program and the crew nation program and the government programs. And it's, it's, it's fantastic. I appreciate anybody that is willing to put up money to support our workforce, but that's not going to sustain if this virus, you know, plays out into next year, not even into this fall. And it's great to hear that there are outlets, especially for, skilled individuals uh, that are able to go into a church or somewhere to pick up work. Um, But, but I want to throw two thoughts at you guys, Um, both kind of reference uh, something brought up by our resident provocateur, (laughs) Dallas, who who had to talk last time about unionizing. I don't want to be sound like a union
1: cap, so I'm not that.
0: Protection. Okay, okay. I'm playing, I'm playing. But but here's the question. Here's here's the question. I want to throw two crazy thoughts at you. The first one is what if as an industry we all we we created a fund and some mechanism where people could pay into it as they are working. When yeah. we are back to work, whatever it is they want to pay in and that can go into some sort of investment fund, mutual fund, whatever. And we would obviously, you know, figure out a a board that would manage that money and what have you. And then when heaven forbid, we have another work stoppage, people are able to get their money out. Like, I mean, and if they, if there isn't another work stoppage, knock on wood, God willing, we can work the rest of our careers and this never happens again. Then those of us who do not have a retirement fund, those of us who are independent contractors, who've been hustling our whole lives because we don't work for another company, we actually have a little bit of a retirement savings there available to us too. Am I crazy to think that something like that should be considered?
2: Uh, It's a double-edged sword in my personal opinion. The reason why I say such is this as an independent contractor, you know you're your own entity. That that's why you know you you get the the certain benefits that we get as our own LLC or corp, however you may have your business structured. So as that as that entity, you should already have things in place, so that that's why you're not an employee. That's why they're not taking. Social Security out. Okay,
0: okay, but wait a second. I got to stop you. A lot of people are not LLCs. A lot of people do not have, and maybe they should be. And they're the same ones that are
2: collecting unemployment right now, too. I can't
0: collect unemployment. Okay, so, but. And and valid point. I don't mean to take anything away from what you're saying at all, but mm-hmm. I'd love to hear from everybody else too for those that are not LLCs, for those that do not have a business collecting or paying insurance in order to cover themselves. If we had such a non-union organization that we could pay into and collect from in the event of a work stoppage. And maybe that organization could actually have an organized insurance option. I, we'd have to vet that. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. But is there merit to thinking that way? Should Is there some way that someone... Could come along and organize a group that could give us that sort of protection. Am no, I am I crazy? I, I might I, be crazy. I mean, I I'm think if, if Live guy.
1: Nation can be a publicly traded company, we could do anything. You know, I, but I think it's a you know, is it like a mutual fund of sorts? Or I think what you're talking about is not a bad thing because not everybody can be LLC'd, depending on their job.
2: I agree. I agree with that. But what I'm saying is. The ones, uh, for instance, with the, with the with the fund, that's the situation. That I mean, we have enough trouble just getting our our, our salary you. anyway. So, so I mean, to say somebody can take X Y Z out and govern it, you know, you might as well just do it yourself. No, no,
0: no. Well, but wait a second. I, I'm sorry again. I, I don't. I, I didn't mean to cut you off there. But I'm not saying somebody could take it out. I'm saying uh, we would have to consciously choose. Hey. You know, just like you would uh, if you were employed, you can say, hey, I am going to a send co-op. 10% into okay. in, yes, into this co-op. Mm-hmm. And that would give me then some sort of cushion for people that aren't great about saving their money. and And I'm sure we all know some that we've thought about over the last few weeks in this mm-hmm. business where we think this person was always grilling me for their check in order to pay oh. their rent when they minute. were working. Now they are. Sorry, over. let me just interject. Think
1: about people who they've been on a year long tour all of last year. They finally closed on the house in December. You know how many times have you done this? You waited, like you got your nut. Then you look in November, December, you close the house. You, everything's moved in. You're ready to pick up work and restart everything back in the new year. Boom! Here's 2020. Boom! You can't do anything. But you spent all your money buying that house right. with the expectation that your big favorite artist, like let's say the Rolling Stones, because they're going to go back. They were supposed to go back out this summer. But that's your cash cow. You were gonna go back there because you always go out with them, and now that's not happening. And oh, whoops, Daisy, there's no income coming in. And I think with having something like what you're, you know, pro- we're sort of proposing, and it could be a co-op of sorts, whatever. But whatever you pay in after a certain amount of time, you're gonna get a lot more out because the idea is we get everybody in. And no, it's not monitoring people or it's giving people an opportunity to have some sort of safety net if they want to pay in. Great. And then we can provide them some resources on the back end when the time comes. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think in fact there might be. I tried to look at it yesterday. There's this thing called Crew Logic, I believe, a program that trying to, an, an advocacy program. But their website isn't totally up and running yet. I'll send the, the, you guys the link and you can take a look at it. But um, you know, I think it's all very valuable. And I think like what Kyle's saying isn't wrong either. But the reality is that not everybody is in a situation. Like we might be, you know, in the sense that we do save and we do, you know, think about the long term. Um, but I'd like to believe there's a, you know, because to me, exactly. if I was in another business, I guess this is what I'm thinking of is if, if I was a lawyer or an accountant or anything else. I would have that. That would be part of my salary, you know. I would have my salary, I would have the health insurance and then I would have a nice little 401k plan that I would be investing into just as I do, you know. And this is the difference exactly. in our business, you know, we're so busy like just kind of, you know, throw, run, go. Uh, there's been a lot of things that have just missed it. It's become one of the most the most, you know, richest businesses in the world, but yet it's it's very much broken in that it doesn't formalize any real doesn't follow any real formulas of what uh, You know, if you were sitting in a business class, they probably wouldn't tell you to do half the things that you do in the music, you know, when you're putting on a festival or show, right? <laughs> it's like you're breaking all the rules. Agreed. I mean, you look at your average promoter, you know, what, I mean, Live Nation has basically eliminated what we know as the independent promoter, what we once knew as the independent promoter. But, I mean, you think about it, an independent promoter right now, if they were expected to give what they normally were, 80% guarantee. With an artist they've never worked with before, perhaps ninety percent. Sometimes there's no way they're going to foot the bill for this. Let's let's ask those independent promoters. Has have the big FCAA and William Morris have they given even their guarantees back? Let's think about have those. We don't even know. Like all those indie promoters out there who are putting money in to get some artists down the road. Have they have they been given those guarantees back? Probably not. You know, so not only they forfeited the show, well, they don't even have that income now. Well, yeah.
0: Well, it, yeah, and let's not even get into that. But I would like to propose that Hustle Like You Broke be a place where people can log on to our website and they can see those resources that if our listeners know of anything, this yeah. true logic that you referenced, Dallas, or any other such ideas or companies that might want to grow, not because we're talking about it, but things that as best practices become instituted and opportunities get created for crew guys to find work or save money or get better and more, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for Um, disciplined uh, in terms of saving a little here. If you know, to put your 10% of your money there, maybe I don't want to suggest this, but maybe a very generous artist would match that contribution or somebody out there would want to, you know, would, would want to support, this type of endeavor. So uh, to our listeners, please, I, I would encourage you to please, you know, send us your ideas if you know of these places or somebody has such a a, a fund that we should be putting in front of or a means of uh, of kind of educating our uh, you know, our workforce, those those working class heroes that we are here to support and and banks, brother banks, I want to give you a chance. I do want to get to point two uh, of my my thought here, but uh, you didn't chime in. So do you have any thoughts uh, on on. What to do in this work stoppage, uh, other than what you are doing as a skilled individual working with houses of worship and what have you.
3: So. <laughs> I, do, I do have. It sounds so terrible. What you say? Yeah, like, the way he said it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Like I'm a predator. Like I'm just like, like yeah. did
0: not I mean, and you, you motherfucker. <laughs> I, it, I, I'm just pissed off right. that you're earning money so right get now, some so fuck money, you, Chris. okay? That's what the fuck <laughs> <off>. I, <you're laughs> I'm talking about. I am here representing all the this You are not.
3: No, I am. Hey, he, div- no. he diversified. Uh, hey, I, nah, I, I got I to I I I have, have multiple, multiple streams, streams of income. That's
0: what I'm talking about, of course. I have of to course. have multiple streams well, of
3: income. You just never know what's going to happen. But I, I, well, I'm going to say I have a buddy who has a platform called Jam Card. And uh, okay. it's basically like a, a LinkedIn for our industry.
0: Thank and, you. Uh,
3: and he's he's been developing for years and years, and it's, you know, it's taken off. And, and this time, he has been trying to implement all kinds of things. You know, he started off, uh, his first implementation was musicians. You know, he was taking care of musicians because he's a drummer. And basically, he was creating um, uh, samples for them to create samples and then to sell these samples during this time. So they've been doing that. He's also partnered with a couple of people because one of his biggest investors is Quincy Jones. And Quincy has basically, you know, put some money into it. They're creating a fund right now to help, you know, uh, musicians and engineers and everybody else in the in the touring industry uh, during this time. Uh, he's also opened it up to the public. It was first it was only a members only thing, but he just today he just opened it up to the public. And this is going to give the public, you know, uh, the opportunity to go in and search for people because basically it's a full LinkedIn thing. You list what your skills are and what you can do and all this other stuff. And people can literally go on and book you. And now he's also introduced to where you can get paid directly through the through the company. And they'll insure them payments like, you know, say they books a company comes in and books you through the thing and they don't pay whatever, whatever. They'll insure it up to whatever certain amount of money or whatever that you get your money. Um, he's well, trying to put all these fell safes in place so that, you know, people can find work. Um, so that's one option right now that I know of. that's actually trying to do something legitimate for our community.
0: I love that. I absolutely love that. But once again, you are a motherfucker because you just stole my thunder. <laughs> what I was going to suggest as part two of my question was whether there should be, or if there is perhaps so, some sort of message board where members of our community can, as you suggested, have sort of like a LinkedIn, but it doesn't have to be. I, again, I'm not sure what Jam Card is, and perhaps this is what I'm talking about, but a place where people can find gainful employment, that, where people can seek out opportunities. You know, people don't necessarily know, and this is the last time I'm going to refer to the house of worship, but people don't necessarily know mm-hmm. that those jobs are there. Right. and 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 i wasn't even necessarily even talking about music jobs i mean i know a lot of people in our business you know a lot of people that are roadies crew guys you know basically they're construction people this is a construction job for a lot of people mm-hmm. in the concert industry so what do they do they they flip houses they get involved in you know some sort of contracting gig and and You know, if there is a place like that, if there was a place like that where people could come together and say, I'm in the Miami area, I got a couple of bucks and I got these skills and I'm looking for people like me that want to flip houses or I'm in the Los Angeles area and I want to open a fucking Dairy Queen in order to diversify you know, what the fuck I'm doing with my life in this time of need. And I do have a couple of bucks to pay the franchise fee and whatever the fuck is involved in doing something like that. Like, where is that place? Is Jam Card that place or should there be that place? Can we, can Hustle Like You Broke contribute to that? Can our listeners tell us about those opportunities or help us create such an opportunity so that again, if heaven forbid, we find ourselves in this situation again, There is something that we can do about it, that we have options. Again, all of us, we are hustlers. We have side hustles. I joke about, you know, I'm not diversified enough. And again, I obviously wasn't, but I'm working on artist management opportunities. I'm working on different outlets with colleges and universities for whom I've been buying and talent and producing shows for years. And I've got a media play in this and, and I'm doing everything I can in order to do something productive. Uh, you know, but it sounds like you have payroll, well, but let, let's get to the butt here. But okay. it's not like you
2: couldn't check them Friday.
0: You no know, fucking I'm, What I'm saying is somebody's the, getting
2: receivables.
0: Man, you can shut the fuck up, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the reality is, do you do you only you know, right category? now?
3: <laughs> <I> <laughs> think yes, you might I be do. a pastor. It oh, is oh, the oh, hustler, oh, motherfucker. We call it Mm -hmm.
0: TrueMF.com TrueMF And yes The House of of Motherfuckers (laughs) The House of Motherfuckers (laughs) Definitely
1: going to hell
0: (laughs) (laughs) But you'll get a check (laughs) check. (laughs) Uh, Back on track Motherfuckers (laughs) you understand what i'm saying somebody yeah. please let me stop talking and tell me if they agree if they disagree if i'm on to something if i'm fucking dumb if jam card is what it is or something that will help our listeners and the people of this industry in order to advance themselves in a time of need somebody Dallas. Say
3: one
0: more time <laughs> ah, shut the fuck up thanks <laughs>
3: Yeah. I mean, J- Jamcard card is essentially that what you're speaking about. It's, it's you them what location you're in, you know, it's got a whole profile. You list people. Okay. And-
0: stop. We're not a product endorsement for Jamcard card yet. They can pay us for that shit, <laughs> but yes, we, that is the right track. Kyle, please. Talk to me, man. I guess only one of the three of y'all is listening. <laughs> Got caught up in the house of motherfucker. <laughs> I'm asking what that place is, motherfucker. What that place is that those working class heroes who have not diversified their portfolio to the extent that you have can go, jam card or otherwise, what can we be doing? Give, give us a fresh take.
2: As far as a fresh take uh that's kind of rough and then, and the reason why I say that is this: you know in order you when it's good, you can't get complacent, like regardless when I'm rocking out with whomever artists I'm rocking out with, I don't just think about them, I'm thinking about other opportunities while before it gets cold, mm-hmm. so you can't wait till it's frosty, and they be like, "Oh my God, what can I do now?" because at that point, everything is already fulfilled as far as uh placements and and people that are needed anyway you have to already keep your irons in the fire so last minute entertainment never works so to say what do i know of a message board off the top of my head today i can't give you one maybe tomorrow maybe the next day after doing a little research but that's why you know when people say kyle you're available now may not be available today but i stay in touch with you and we keep the and we keep communication going until then, or I could put some party in place, or we can figure it out when it comes up. Because we get called all the time. Are we can? can is there a multiple me? No, it's just me. So that's why you have to build. You build your network first, and then with with doing that, you just stay in constant communication because stuff comes across your plate all the time. I'm sure with you, with your multiple streams of income and multiple you know employees that work for you. Yo, Matt, I got this for you. Ah, let me figure it out, and then you put it on the back burner, but it's still in your pipeline, so that when things do show up, you can pull that trigger. So that's the situation. It's about not just getting comfortable and complacent in who you work working while the checks are coming in. It's about keeping it moving when it before they get before they stop coming
1: in.
0: I love that. I appreciate that. I think that's right on the money. No, I, was just Dallas, say, I totally
1: agree with Colin. I think in, in another way of saying it is like. It is the rainy day fund. I mean, if you if you want to stay in this long term and you want to be able to survive it, you know, effectively, like the four of us have probably done that. We've rainy day funded ourselves. You know, we've made sure that, you know, we, we came home with our per diems and our other monies. You know, we didn't just like put it on the bar floor or whatever. And I think that, but just because we have protected ourselves does not necessarily mean I think that's the answer. I think we are better than that. And I think that's something that we can share as an industry, um, and I think we need to look at it as an industry, but I think this is where the, 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 the reality of the industry is so fragile. When you think of what it takes to put on a festival, for example, you've got your headlining acts with their core crew, with qualified, exceptional, best of the best people in that field. But when you actually look at the festival side of it, like what, who actually produces a festival, a lot of that personnel is not at the same level. They are, you know, they do like, there's many people that do sort of, they go from festival to festival nowadays in the summertime, they have like this network of runners, a network of back of house people, a network of stage managers and such, and they just kind of roam from festival to festival. So, again, another burden at the moment is if they put all these festivals on, if we were to, let's say, go with this bright idea of October being the answer. That too will be another hindrance to the whole the whole process because you can't put all these festivals on in October November when the same labor pool is going to be strapped out, you know. And we want to keep our expertise within our industry, but I do think we need to come up with some sort of governing board, for lack of a better word, who can give us something to focus on in terms of. Uh, formalities whether you know for better pay or better contract negotiation insurance health insurance i mean some people can't afford the health insurance that's out there you know if they have a family or whatever it's not conducive to them if they're a single person you know they're paying 600 dollars a month for what whereas if they were with a group of people they could get a better deal so um but i think also in this particular disaster many of us no matter what your skills you just have nowhere to go because yeah i can go to amazon but you that's not what i do and yeah maybe i can you know be in the queue for the 100,000 people that might get a job there and sure you know i can maybe make some money but that's do i want to end up at amazon for the rest of my life you know that's not what i'm looking for i want us to get back into our industry and i want us to get in deep but i think we should be better prepared when we open the doors to the next show you know to be quite honest
0: well there it is So I think that's a good place to dovetail this conversation for today. I would like to encourage closing thoughts from my esteemed co-host. For me, I think that as we're all talking about as an industry, we just need to look better, look for opportunities to take care of our own. Uh, We need to look for people that can lead those opportunities we need ideas coming from you know we need a place to to be able to share these ideas and vet them out and and explore ways to to be better prepared heaven forbid something like this ever happen again and um and i'm i'm just honored and proud to be talking to to you three uh about this and to bounce my ideas off of you and uh, I did not mean to say anything negative, Banks, about Jam Card. I think that that sounds like a, a, a great place to, to look. And uh, I think they should pay us for that. And I think that we should uh, see if there are any other places that we should be uh, you know, propping up as well. I, I would like this platform to be a place where we, where we can prop people up prop up opportunities, create opportunities, create fresh ideas, and advance this industry and move it into the 22nd century uh, safer, more healthy, um, more active, more financially rewarding for everybody. Um, Brother Banks, any closing thoughts from you, sir?
3: Uh, I, 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 I just, like, I think going back to what Al and Christine were saying, I think I think it starts even before this. I think we just have to have more conversations of just about like financial okay. literacy. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't mm-hmm. think I think more conversations need to be had. I mean, I don't know if it's starting a financial literacy group or or okay. you know, or something. I just I feel like there's so many people and I'm always quick to share, you know, when I'm on the bus or when I'm sitting with my crew or whatever. You know, I just share with people what I do. You know, just to to save money, to to put myself in a in a proper tax situation. You know, and just it, all kinds of different things. You know, people don't know about write offs and you know different things like that. And you know, just it, it's just a conversation I think that needs to be had more often than it than it does happen. When you're in a situation and then you're screwed, you know. Um, like I said, I don't know what that looks like, but I think the biggest thing is just you know talking to people and having a a place where people can come and ask questions about their finances, you know.
0: Thank you, brother Banks. One more reason that you are the real life human embodiment of your namesake, Carlton Banks. <laughs> and to you, Mister Motherfucker, Evening Kyle Hamilton. Yes, sir. Good, good afternoon, my friends. It's <sighs> evening somewhere. It's always evening somewhere in your world, and I'm sure wherever that is, you are achieving a perfect balance.
2: Well, that's why you stay diversified, because I could be working on a different coast and not even know what time <laughs> it is. There Staying it is. That is a curve, baby.
0: And is that your final thought, or do you have anything else to impart?
2: My final thought is: look, stay in the now, but keep the future open.
0: There it is. I like that, short and sweet. Christine Dallas, please impart some wisdom on us. Well,
1: all I can really say, I think, is just I want to be positive about the future, but I do think it is the time of reckoning, so to speak, to get some formalities and structure in place for our industry, because I care about it deeply. And I think that, you know, this is the first time ever that people have had an actual career in this business. You know, people are retiring from this business now. We can look at some of the leaders who are now getting in their silver years. And, you know, it's a real thing where once upon a time it wasn't. And um, But I think for success, you have to have, as Chris put it, um, financial understanding and gain and you know, a real idea of how to use it because too many people are not prepared for the end in the future and and their retirement years. And I think it'd be really cool to be able to say, I did this all my life and now I can retire from it. And at this particular moment, I've got to now think about how I'm going to recreate myself for the next 25 years, (laughs) you know? So that's all I've got.
0: There it is. I think that's a lot. Thank you again to my esteemed colleagues. Thank you to our listeners. We are Hustle Like You Broke. We will keep hustling. We hope you do too. We will see you next time. Thank you and good night.